This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by a brilliant leader. We get a chance today to visit with Jason Lenine. Jason is the Chief Strategy Officer at UVA Health. UVA Health is, is one of the most uh, well-respected health systems in the country, a magnificent academic medical center uh, and health system. Jason, can you take a moment and tell us a little bit about yourself and about UVA Health? Yeah, thanks so much, Scott. Uh, delighted to be on the podcast. Long-time listener, very impressed with uh, everything that you and the Becker's team has uh, developed over the years and all your contributions to the industry. So thanks so much. Um, so my, my career trajectory, um, it's funny, I, I say that I kind of blinked and uh, 20 years passed in management consulting, had an incredible run uh, starting at a big four shop, working in and out of a boutique and larger firms that led me to my current role where I just uh, celebrated my two year anniversary as the Chief Strategy Officer at UVA Health here in Central Virginia. Incredible organization, incredible opportunity. Uh, wh what's um, fascinating is that I'm actually the inaugural Chief Strategy Officer. Uh, prior to Dr. Kent coming in, who's the CEO of the organization, came in about three years ago, um, my position never existed. And so it's been uh, an incredible journey, uh, building a team, uh, building our first ever institution-wide strategic plan over the last two years and really expanding uh, the scope and scale of what we do at UVA Health uh, across all of our missionaries over the last couple of years. And we've got an incredible team. We have incredible faculty and staff that are just deeply committed to the work that we do across the state of Virginia. Um, I will say the one thing I love about this industry is that everybody has a personal story about why they got into it. Um, mine is is no different than, than many others. So I had I had a relatively tough knee injury that I had to overcome in high school. And one thing when I when I talk to our team members or when we're adding uh, folks to the organization, I always ask them what's their personal connection to the industry, and and uh, everybody has a story whether they were a patient or whether their family member was a patient, and uh, in our strategic planning process, we that's what we've been trying to do is is acknowledge uh, how personal the work that we do is, how hard our clinicians have been working through the pandemic. Um, and, and how we as, a, as an organization can just always uh, do better and, and be better to care for the communities, but also care for um, the, the 16,000 team members within the organization. So um, uh, lots of great things happening and, and happy to, to talk about our planning process, the strategic plan that we just announced or any, anywhere else you'd like to go. No, thank you so much. Take a moment on this. If you've been in sort of the consulting area of healthcare for a long time and, and talked a lot and, and dealt a lot with strategy, go back to this question because if you look at this 15 years ago, I would guess that a lot of the large systems didn't have a chief strategy officer. Because it was sort of like, this is sort of what we do. We're at the academic medical center. We try and be great in research. We're also, a, you know, practicing. So we try and make sure that that's working. And then the world of healthcare became so complicated the last 10, 15 years ago that it's actually surprising when you say, you know, I'm the first chief strategy officer at this very elite academic medical center and institution. Talk about sort of that complication. Just give us a few moments. It could be a minute or so on sort of the evolution of healthcare and what you've seen evolve in terms of chief strategy officers, are there still our systems without them? What do you see? What's your sense out there? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, so I grew up a Yankees fan. I guess I'll quote Yogi Berra, who said, you know, if you don't know where you're going, you'll end up someplace else. Um, so, so I'd say the, the, the role of a strategic planner in healthcare 
um, and maybe I'm biased, is pretty important role, especially given all of the change and complexity that we have in our industry. And while um, we're all here to deliver great patient care, we know that there's a lot of complexity in order to enabling that. And so, yes, I'd say one, reflecting on my time as a management consultant, um, you know, I'm very gratified to have worked with so many leaders across the country that have been mentors to me that have uh, really shown how to do this work. I will say that uh, that that making the shift from management consulting uh, into uh, an organization as large as UV Health, it, it's been phenomenal. So uh, as a consultant, you get to work on uh, some of the hardest problems and uh, most difficult questions that a leadership team has or a board has. Um, and you do some great work and you come up with some answers, but then you go on to the next project. Um, when you're inside the organization, you get to see the work through and that's where we're at with our strategic plan now. So the ability to have uh, developed a plan, get input from thousands, and now quickly pivot and see an incredible group of people mobilize around a common vision, around a common set of initiatives and be a part of the process to help execute um, it is is incredibly gratifying. So, so I think those are some of the so highlights I'd say um, of, of both parts of my it, career today. No, thank you. And talk a little bit about that UVA vision. Can you give us just a preview or a sense yeah. of, of the big vision, the big goals and strategy at UVA? Yeah, a absolutely. And if if I may, maybe I'll talk a second about the process that we use to develop the plan. And then we'll talk about the output of the process because, because again, one of the many learnings was, I would say that the uh, the process is equally as important of building the plan as the resulting output of the plan. And, and what do I mean by that? So, uh, we had a few core tenants going into the planning process. Number one was inclusiveness. Um, our leadership team was committed that everybody within the organization had a voice to help shape our future direction. I'd say from the mailroom to the operating room. We, we also um, really, really wanted to capture the voice of our patients, the families, and the communities that we serve. And we did that in lots of different ways. One that was really successful for us is we launched a public website to, to solicit comments. And we got thousands of comments. And we had the local media here in Charlottesville kind of pick up that we had a website looking for input from the community. Um, so inclusiveness was critically important. Um, also, the plan uh, that we developed was going to be comprehensive in nature, meaning uh, of course, we're an academic institution. It's going to cover the tripartite mission. This wasn't just going to be a clinical plan. We we're going to talk about our research goals, our education mission goals. And then we elevated a fourth area to be a mission area, uh, community and equity. And we know that there's so much important work that goes on in that area and more work to be done. Um, and then, uh, you know, the plan is encompassing uh, all the entities within an academic medical center. Uh, so again, not just our patient care operations, our 700 better medical center, but our school of medicine, our school of nursing, our faculty practice plan, UPG, and then a new entity that we became the sole owners of uh, uh, in the summer of 2021, our community hospital division. We have three community hospitals and a medical group that are a part of us. So we wanted a plan that was completely inclusive of, of the entire enterprise of a big growing academic health system. Uh, and then last but not least, um, we are part of an incredible, uh, uh, one of the best public research universities in the country, the University of Virginia, and the academic division had a strategic plan called the Great and Good Plan under the leadership of President Ryan. And we wanted to make really direct linkages uh, between the health system plan and the university plan. 
so that so that's I'd say the the ingredients and the recipe that went into uh, what was uh, an, a tremendously inclusive uh, planning process that yielded um, uh, our new plan. Um, so so just a couple of quick highlights uh, of the plan. At the end of the day, there's there's three key goals. Um, one is investing in our people, uh, both uh, our 1,600 team members, but also the communities we serve, and we call that pillar cultivating healthy communities and belonging for all. Um, the next pillar is, is called strengthening our foundation. And this is maybe a funny anecdote in the planning process. So, um, you know, typical planning process uh, kicked it off with a big blue sky exercise with lots of stakeholders in a room and wanted to get some big ideas about um, what, where, what we wanted to achieve this decade. Um, I ate some humble pie. I think I almost got thrown out of that room. Uh, because this was in the middle of the pandemic and we had a lot of burnt out clinicians and caregivers and they didn't want to talk about uh, what we, where we wanted to be by 2030. Uh, they wanted to he hear how we're going to address foundational uh, challenges. And so we pivoted and our whole planning process for the first few months focused on that whole pillar. How do we strengthen the foundation? How do we make the day-to-day -day easier for our caregivers? Um, how do we enhance access to care for patients that are coming to us from all over the state? Um, so that was that was uh, incredible learning, and we pivoted really quickly in the planning process. Uh, and then the last uh, pillar in our plan we call expanding our excellence and enabling discoveries for better health. I'd say that's where we have our bigger ambitious goals around really dramatically growing our research enterprise, really dramatically growing our destination clinical programs, et cetera. So uh, a lot a lot in there. No, but it, but it makes a lot of sense. It's a fascinating perspective. And through a crisis period of time, you sort of start with, how do we strengthen our foundation, make sure we're great at what we do, and, and take care of our people? And then we look at some of the more aspirational things on top of that. And, and your point is well taken. When you're talking to an exhausted group of people about new ideas and aspirational goals, when they're just trying to get through, it's trying to find that right middle ground as to where people are at uh, and then where you're going to go to. It's a fascinating perspective. <clears throat> take a second, Don. You're a both a Kellogg graduate, a Notre Dame graduate, brilliant institutions. <clears throat> You've already said you're a Yankees fan. We won't hold that against you. <laughs> but talk a little bit about, you know, the, the big influences on you from a strategy perspective. Were there specific professors, teachers, writings, anything that you thought about or that's become core to how you think about things or at one time had a big influence on you? Yes. Uh, well, again, such a great question. So, so I have uh, been quite privileged to have uh, uh, gone to some incredible uh, institutions of higher education, have had many, many mentors. Um, maybe just two quick anecdotes. I think, I think number one, um, in terms of impacts that have helped me uh, get to this point in my career, it would have to be uh, my mom, who uh, growing up again was uh, was the was the mom, but also a caregiver for a son who had a number of knee surgeries in high school and beyond. And she was always there at my side. She was a paralegal secretary, and I saw the the the, the caregiver. But then I saw the the uh, stress that a lot of medical bills provides uh, on a family, and she handled it. I remember her. This was all before uh, 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 medical records, electronic medical records large uh, legal folders full of bills and full of uh, claims that she would sift through. And so, so that had, I'd say, a real indelible mark on me and that I knew that my career was going to be in the healthcare field. Uh, wasn't sure what but, uh, or, or how, 
Uh, but that was very foundational to me, that, that experience. And thankfully, you know, due to some incredible orthopedic surgeons that I'm indebted to, um, I've been able to carry on a, a normal life and walk and do all sorts of great things. So that's number one. And then number two, I think um, a number of professors and faculty um, at Kellogg, at the Northwestern School of Management, I'd say one in particular, uh, Professor Hughes, Ed Hughes, um, who, who sadly we lost um, uh, last year and still mourning his loss, but he was an absolute titan of the program. He was one of the first physician faculty members in the, uh, uh, the Kellogg School of Medicine. Um, uh, just a, a lion of a man, a big heart, uh, incredibly knowledgeable and passionate about this industry, this wonderful industry that we work in. Uh, and it just taught me a lot about the industry healthcare policy, but also how to lead as a human being with empathy, with humor. Um, and so those are two uh, really remarkable, I'd say, influences on my career so far. No, fantastic. Thank you so much. And, and what are you most excited about coming into 2023? As you look at this year, Jason, what are you most excited about this year? Well, uh, so we had a big day last week at UVA. Um, we announced uh, a historic $100 million gift by Paul and Diane Manning uh, to launch uh, uh, the Paul and Diane Manning Institute of Biotech. Uh, and so this is going to be an incredibly uh, state-of-the-art biotech research facility. It's going to take our already extraordinary uh, 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 research enterprise to the new level. Uh, we had Governor Yunkin here on grounds uh, at the Rotunda building with, with, with the, the Speaker of the Virginia House of Delegates, Todd Gilbert, uh, President Ryan and Dr. Kent announcing this historic gift uh, just last Friday. And so uh, we're already, like I said, well on our way to, to making that transition from uh, a really engaging strategic planning process to uh, to executing on the plan. And, you know, one thing that we said uh, early on in the planning process, you need to have a bold vision and some really aspirational uh, goals in the plan uh, in, in order in order to achieve them. You know, if you if you don't if you don't have the vision, it's hard to mobilize action. And so, it's been uh, incredible to see how some very bold visions set by the leadership team and uh, the state um, friends of UVA, uh, the Manny family and others have really gotten behind um, some of our bolder aspirations that we've set out in the play. And so, so more to come, but that's, that's one that I'm just incredibly excited about for, for not just our institution, well, but for the state of Virginia. Well, that's, that's, that's very exciting. Of course, that's a big, big, um, uh, move the the hundred million dollar nation is incredible, and the biotech funding is is just great and and fits so nicely into the mission of what you're all doing as well. So just uh, fantastic, you know, Jason. What a pleasure to visit with you. What an amazing career. Uh, congratulations on what you're doing at UVA Health. What a great institution. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thank you so much. All right, Scott. Thank you.